0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. I'm Janice Malone, your host. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to our show. How are you? Are you having, having a good time? Happy Saturday, all of that kind of great stuff. Well, you know what? If there wasn't enough excitement and things to do in Las Vegas, as of yesterday, it got even more excited and more... Just more busy, just more stuff to do here. The grand premiere, the grand opening of The Sphere took place, and it has been the buzz. Uh, Talk of uh, this whole region for a long time here now, and uh, we are planning on having, we're working on having someone from the sphere to come on the show to tell us more about the making of the sphere and what it's all about and just everything. So we're working on that. It, it, I tell you what, it is beautiful and it is definitely a conversation starter, especially for people who are visiting and for the first time, and it's just. Especially when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're in an airplane as, at night and you can see all of the the magic of it, it's, it's something. But anyway, uh, so congratulations to the people in charge of the Sphere for their big uh, grand opening yesterday. So, all right, let's talk about our show. Since Speaking of shows here, we have a lot of show. Uh, we got a lot of guests here. I want to bring them to your attention. Let me get my notes here. Where are my notes? Okay. Here they are. Okay. As I said, we have a lot of guests. First of all, we have auditions. We have auditions and we have a lot of them and we're going to have enough time to bring you all of them for a change. But let's talk about our guests. Our guests starting with, uh, and they're not in the particular order here, but these are our guests. Uh, We have an award-winning director, Minhaj Huda, and he is uh, the director of a new film titled 88 Heist, starring two-time Emmy award-winning actor Courtney B. Vance and his gorgeous wife, Angela Bassett. In fact, they are a part of the executive producing team that is bringing us this film. So, okay, what is the film about? 88 Heist is loosely based on an actual crime story incident that really did take place back in 1988 in Chicago, uh, involving the First Bank of Chicago. There was this guy, and he attempted to do one of the biggest bank heists in the country's history of America. Yep, he sure did. He tried it. In fact, if he, I'm not going to tell you too much, but anyway, it, it was nearly $80 million from the First Bank of Chicago. And he was trying to finagle and work with some inside people that worked at the bank to f- channel this money over to foreign bank accounts. Yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. So if you know if you're a researcher, you love research like me, just google uh, the First Bank of Chicago 1988 bank heist and you will see the exact details. But anyway, that is what the film is uh, loosely based upon that whole incident. Now, 88 Heist is currently streaming on Paramount Plus for those customers who have the package of Paramount Plus along with the Showtime plan. You can see the movie right now because it started streaming yesterday. And for those of you who do not have the uh, Showtime plan with your Paramount Plus, you will be able to see it tomorrow, October 1, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time, Eastern time as well. So, the way it goes, it's a really good movie, especially if you like, and I do, uh, like films like, um, you know, films involving Big Bang Heist and things like that. That's just kind of my thing, like uh, Dog Day Afternoon and, you know, those types of movies. So, this is is your film if you like that style of film. So, okay, our uh, other guest, if you are a fan of The Voice... Uh, a new season has started last Monday, and so one of uh, our guests is contestant Jordan Rainer. You saw Jordan? Yes, she is on Team Reba McIntyre's group. That's right, Reba. This is her first season as a guest judge on The Voice, and I think she's doing already a great job. She's a lot of fun. So anyway, our guest Jordan Rainer is a longtime fan of Reba McIntyre's. In fact, when you hear her speak, she even sounds like Reba McIntyre a lot. And they just happen to be both from small town Oklahoma. But anyway, uh, Jordan Rayner will be joining us to talk about her journey as to how she became a contestant and made it through the blind auditions on The Voice. Okay, we also have an award-winning investigative journalist, television producer, and film producer. Her name is Alice Hines, and she is also an Emmy Award winner as a news correspondent. And her latest docu-series project is titled, Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe. And it will be premiering on October 6th on Prime Video. What is it all about? Well, it She deep dives into the world of the alleged and they all people are alleging that the Twin Flames universe is an alleged online cult, even though it is, uh, you know, it was created to supposedly help people find their soulmate, like a dating service online thing. But instead of soulmate, uh, they call them your Twin Flame. Yeah. So there has been a lot of people who have been, you know, tried to be, you know, find their twin flame, so to speak. And they have not been happy with their results of how things turned out. So anyway, our guest, as I said, she is an investigative reporter and journalist. So she and her crew, doing an investigation about the Twin Flames Universe um, business. I don't know if it's called an organization or what, but that is what it's about. I wasn't very familiar. I had heard of Twin Flames Universe, but I didn't really know what it was all about. So if you know someone who... did try to get and find somebody through Twin Flames Universe, you might want to watch this. Again, it will be premiering It's a docuseries, a um, multi-episode docuseries that will be premiering again October 6th on Prime Video. And so our featured guests will be telling us more about it. And that's our lineup of guests. So before we get to any of our guests, we need to first have our auditions because we have quite a lot of them. And I want you to make sure you take advantage of them, as many of them as you can. So we're going to take a break. And when we return, we'll have our auditions. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, it is auditions, auditions and more auditions time here on Film Festival Radio Show. And we've got some really cool ones for you. So everyone's favorite game show, Let's Make a Deal. Wayne Brady is our guy. uh, They are looking for contestants. But this time, they are looking for people to play the at-home version of Let's Make a Deal online from the comforts of your own home. Mm Mm-hmm. You can play Let's Make a Deal virtually, whether you're sitting on your sofa, you're at your your jacuzzi, or just playing with your... Well, you don't need the dog to help you, <laughs> but anyway, this is your opportunity. If you're a big fan, longtime fan of Let's Make a Deal, they are looking for people to play at home, and these auditions are going to be done by way of Zoom. Yes, that's the first step. Online Zoom auditions are going on right this minute. So quickly go to the website lmadcasting.com. And that's L as in let's m as in make a deal casting.com. No, don't spell it out. It's L M A D casting.com And there you will find the application. The form is very simple, no long drawn out anything. But again, it's lmadcasting.com. And again, you can do the audition straight from your home. Good luck. Okay. There is a new, oops, hit my stuff there. Yeah, my little coffee cup here. Anyway, there is a new show that the producers of the hit shows Undercover Boss and The Circle Those people, they know what they're doing with hit reality shows. They are now casting for people who are inventors and entrepreneurs, and this is for all over the country. So they are developing yet another reality show, and they are looking for America's best products and the people who have invented these products for a new television reality show titled Buy It Now. So if you are uh, an an inventor or maybe you know someone who's an inventor or maybe you are an entrepreneur that has a product that you would like to bring to the world, go to the website buyitnowcasting.com. Real easy, buy it now casting.com. And if you are selected, you can get the opportunity to be a part of this new reality show. So good luck to you, also. And finally, now we've ran this announcement before, so they're kind of, I guess they're still obviously looking for people. How many of you out there are familiar with Netflix's hit show, Barbecue Showdown? Yes, they are still looking for barbecue, BBQ Meisters. You know the show, eight competitors from across the country, and they are competing to see who is the best BBQ person for a chance to win $50,000. It'll buy you a lot of barbecue there. So if you think that you have what it takes, and you know the difference between a brisket, pulled pork, and pulled brisket, if that's you, you know your way around the grill. Netflix and barbecue showdown, their hit show, wants to hear about you and they want to see what you can do. Go to their website, BBQCasting, casting, I should say.com. That's BBQcasting.com. Can't get any more easier than that. All three of our websites uh, this week are real simple ones, real easy, not, not a lot to write down there. So, okay, as you can always email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com if you missed any of this. So, okay, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we will be with you to do some guests here. We've got some guests coming on. So, yeah, we'll be right back. This the one and only Victory of the Queen Diva,
2: and you're listening to Film Festival Radio. Girl Down. You heard me? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we are back here with the Film Festival Radio Show for today, this week, I should say. Well, how many of you out there saw season 24, the new season of The Voice? I cannot believe. It just seems like last week, uh, the last season was on. But no, season 24, new season, The Voice. Got a brand new coach. I don't think her name is Reba McIntyre. Yes, Reba has joined. She's sitting in the hot seat of the judges there. So now we have Niles Horan, John Legend, Reba McIntyre, and Gwen Stefani. And to further speak of Team Reba, how many of you out there saw last Monday's show? I know you did. Singer Jordan Rayner, and she is on Team Reba's team, and she oh my goodness, she sounds, she even talks in in her verbal speaking voice. So much like Reba McIntyre, and she just happens to also be from a small town in Oklahoma. And she has quite a story. Not only is she on The Voice, but her journey to get to The Voice has been uh, uh, just a journey of obstacles that she's been able to overcome. Well, she had the Judges in their chairs spinning like a spinning top when she performed Reba's huge hit, Fancy. And so, Jordan, I will tell you this, but she's going to tell you the rest of her story. She now lives in suburban Nashville. As you all know, I used to live in Nashville, and she lives in a really nice suburban town called Murfreesboro. But anyway, she has uh, opened for a lot of top bands, such as Hunter Hayes, Craig Morgan, Luke Combs, just a lot of them. But that does not mean she has not had a journey. And so she's going to uh, be joining us like right now to tell us more about her, at least a part of her journey of getting from... Nashville and small town, Oklahoma, to the stages of The Voice and to be on Team Reba McIntyre's team. So let's welcome The Voice contestant, Jordan Rainier. So let's roll it right now. Well, good afternoon, Jordan. How are you? How are
1: you? I'm good.
0: I'm um, great too. I was. I apologize about earlier. I was at a press conference that started late, and of course, it ended late. <laughs> but, uh well,
1: you know, busy women. You uh, know
0: yeah. how it goes. Oh my goodness! And to further speak of busy women, you are one one busy young lady. We saw you in action on The Voice uh, Monday night, and. I mean, was that surreal to you or how, how surreal was that for you?
1: You know, it took about an hour after the audition for my soul to reenter my body.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. It was
1: absolutely <laughs> surreal to, to play a Reba song in front of Reba herself and not only to, to have the the guts to do that. But for her to turn around and for me to see that head of red hair and that million dollar smile, I'm still high on that.
0: I don't blame you. I don't, I would never want to get off that high. It's just amazing, especially considering what some of the, the things that you have experienced in your life that you have shared. You, you were once upon a time homeless no car, no job, and now you're okay. on the stages of the voice, so how does one this, the give us the thumbnail version of how do you go from homeless, carless, jobless to the stage of the voices the voice I should say
1: well that that have to be a really big thumbnail, but uh to give you the very short version um fear willpower desperation, and being willing to do. Everything and whatever it takes. I I applied to so many jobs during that time of my life where I was at the bottom of my barrel and the phone just wouldn't ring. I couldn't I couldn't even get a job at Walmart. Don't know why. But finally, a, my best friend, she owned a donut shop and she realized the kind of state I was in and she said, "Look, we can't afford to pay you much, but come work at the donut shop." So I did, and so I started working midnight to 10 a.m. in Atoka, Oklahoma at Daylight Donuts, icing donuts and serving breakfast. And I saved up enough cash to be able to move to Nashville on that. And that's where the real hard work started.
0: What a story. So your friend that owned the donut shop, does she still own the donut shop or or what? No,
1: they they sold it. But uh, we are still best friends to this day. And we laugh all the time about how all this started (laughs) with donuts.
0: (laughs) Well, you know something, Jordan, I hope some donut big corporation out there gives you an endorsement deal. Cause this is such a cool story.
1: Oh man. Listen, I just finished losing all the weight that I gained working at a donut shop. Uh, I don't need an
0: endorsement. Oh goodness. Yeah. Donuts. They're so irresistible. I don't think I trust people uh, who don't like donuts. Do you?
1: I absolutely don't. And listen, there's nothing better than being in the shop. The second they yes. come out of the grease, putting that maple glaze on it yourself. Oh, I man. ate so many maple donuts. I'm ashamed
0: of myself. <laughs> I mean, that's good to hear. You, you, even though you were working there, you still could get and not get enough donuts. And that's a I'm good thing. I'm pretty sure
1: they paid me more in donuts than in dollars.
0: <laughs> well now, Jordan, another obstacle that you overcame was your vocal cords. You you once upon a time had uh one octave range, and now with with therapy and treatment, you have five or plus. So yeah. that was amazing. So give us the thumbnail on that story. Absolutely. So, it turns out I had a I had a birth
1: defect where the the sphincter in your stomach that's supposed to open and close to keep stomach acid in your stomach, mine doesn't close. It's just open all the time. And so my whole life, unbeknownst to me, my esophagus and my vocal cords were being fried in stomach acid every time I laid down. And um, I, was, I had years of scar tissue and inflammation. Uh, talking and singing was painful. I was hoarse my whole life. And I got diagnosed in my early 20s and realized that I could start treating that and start the rehabilitation process. And it took about two years of treatment for my vocal cords to finally heal. And I realized that I could sing and I could really sing. And it's been, it's been a joy to get to discover that
0: gift. I want to thank God that you've discovered that gift and you're sharing it with the world now. But even though, um, of course, you know, the voice is the voice, but you have also been uh, the opening act for some top names here. Hunter Hayes, Luke Combs, Craig Morgan, the Eli Young band. So I know that's been huge, but in comparison to the voice, uh, how how do you balance those two? Or, Or are they about equally the same?
1: Well, The Voice has been the, the scariest thing I think I've ever done because, you know, opening for Luke Combs and some of these stars and playing, I've had the privilege of playing in some stadiums and, you know, that, that's a thrill. That's like a roller coaster. You know, you walk out and you hear hear that crowd roar and your band kicks off and, you know, there's no pressure there. They're They're all there to see you and have a good time. But to walk onto a stage, a small TV set with those four chairs not facing you and you have to sing... Well enough to make four of the biggest superstars in the world turn around and say you have what it takes. Now that's a pressure you can't imagine until you're in it.
0: Oh yeah, I will never get to experience that, unfortunately. (laughs) But uh, well, yeah, (laughs) I won't even
1: try to say. Yeah, I tell you, it's something. But the but the chairs did turn around, and I was shocked and humbled and grateful all at the same time. I've joked that. My soul left my body when Reba turned around, and I saw that, that big Reba McIntyre grin staring back at me. I, I, It was worth the risk, and it was worth all the jitters. And matter of fact, as soon as it was over, I went outside and threw up. It,
0: it was, <laughs> oh, Jordan, It was a trip. <laughs> well, I think you had a right to have. your. You earned your right to vomit. That's okay. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I did it twice, so we're good. Okay.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, I know you probably have heard this before, Jordan, but your speaking voice, you sound a lot like Reba when you speak.
1: We talk the same kind of funny. We're from uh, about 10 minutes up the road from each other. She grew up in Springtown, Oklahoma, and I grew up in Atoka, Oklahoma, so it runs in the water down there.
0: (laughs) So have you two ladies had a chance to uh, talk and, and chat Oklahoman or what? Oh, th-
1: we have a little bit. We've gotten to talk a little bit about a Atoka and home. And I tell you what, it's, you know, being out here in L.A. and, and filming and all that. It's, it's been like home every time I've get, gotten to be around Reba because it's like, oh, somebody that talks like me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, now, OK, tell us about um, you are friends with. Uh, Sundance head who wore on the voice once upon a time. So uh, tell us about that and, and and writing and working with them.
1: Oh, Sundance, he's a sweetheart. And I tell you what, if you think I'm a mess, Sundance is a mess. Uh, he's a, he's a funny character and that man can sing the paint off the wall. I tell you what, if he if he just opened a freaking phone book and started singing the phone book, I'd sit and listen to every word of it. And uh, we've met over the years, just he's he's from Texas and I'm from Oklahoma. So we've run in the same radio circus and met each other that way. And we've written some together and he's recorded, I think, four of my songs now. So uh, he's rooting for me and it, it sure feels good to have a have a friend rooting for me like that.
0: Did Sundance offer you any tips or advice about uh, getting on The Voice or, or once you actually got there or what?
1: He he did. I called him and I, I asked, you know, just for some advice. And he said, honestly, he said, you're going to do great. Just don't screw it up and have fun. Okay. So, you yeah. know, yeah, he, he was pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. He's like, you know, you have everything it takes as long as you don't go and bomb, you know, and <laughs> he, he's so funny. But um, he... He basically was just like, man, you're going to have the time of your life. And he's not wrong. I'm having the absolute time of my life.
0: Have you two ever sang together or or are there any upcoming plans for you two to perform together?
1: Actually, we just booked. um, We did just book a show together in November. We're going to be at Potosi Live in. Let me just check my calendar here.
0: Okay, well, that's good to hear.
1: Yeah, um, we're going to be we're going to be in. What is that? It escapes me. I'll I'll have that sent to you. But yeah, we've got a show coming up
0: in Texas in November together. Oh, in November. Okay, great, great. Okay. And so finally here, uh, as we know, the early rounds of The Voice are pre-recorded in advance. So, and it's always, I love the funny stories on the contestants. How, or was it a problem or... keeping this secret from family and friends that you actually had made it through the uh, the auditions?
1: Oh my goodness. I, I, if you can't tell, I'm a little bit of a loose cannon. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm what people call a liability. So <laughs> keeping a secret like this has been the hardest thing I've ever done. Are you kidding me? I love to talk and I love to tell secrets. And whenever my family found out that I had made it through this process, they were like, are you kidding me? And I was like, ain't I a stinker? <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. It's always such funny stories uh, that, you know, people have to keep the secret from boyfriends and husbands and wives and best friends. And it's always funny, Always so funny. So, okay, Miss Jordan, as we go on here, uh, how can people reach you, say hello to you and congratulate you, whatever they want to do to reach you? Well, what's the best way?
1: Absolutely. So this whole process, you know, being on The Voice, I'm here to connect with people. And so anybody that loves what I do and wants to say hello, you of course can go on my social media. I'm all over social media. But you can also go to my website, join my fan club. You get way up close personal access with me via my fan club. And on top of that, uh my, my phone number is on my Instagram. Shoot me a text and say hello. I'm here to connect. Well you are a brave lady.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. We will we remember that. So-
1: hey, listen, without my fans, I mean, wh- why are we doing this if we're not able to connect and say hello to one another? Oh,
0: absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, what's your social media handles? So, on TikTok,
1: it is the Jordan Rayner. And that's Jordan. the same on Instagram.
0: Okay, the Jordan Rainer. And that's spelled mm-hmm. Rainer like rain with an ER on the end. That's it. That's right. Okay, Miss Jordan, you are such a delight to chat with. I My mom used to live in Tulsa and have relatives in Tulsa, Broken Arrow, all of that. And I don't know very many Oklahoma people who are not warm and friendly like yourself and Reba and Garth and all of them. You guys are just amazing. So thank you for being well, Oklahoma. thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oklahoma pride, baby. Oklahoma pride. And we will not talk about Texas OU weekend. We'll just leave that alone, won't we? <laughs> now you're getting in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. I'm getting in trouble. Because I'm from Texas, so I know all about that. So, okay. Sooner, sooner. Sooner, sooner. Never later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ms. Jordan, thank you so much. And we will continue to cheer you on, on The Voice on Team Reba.
2: Thank
0: you so much. God bless you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
2: Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this.
0: Yeah, it is always so interesting to hear the backstories of how a lot of the contestants from The Voice and other shows like that, how they get to those big stages like that. And they all have such fascinating stories. And we've been doing these uh, interviews with contestants from The Voice since they first launched. I think The Voice was launched in either 2008 or nine, somewhere along in there. And our podcast show started in 2007. So we've been there since season one of The Voice. And I tell you, the talent just only gets bigger. And the stories of how they got to The Voice stages only gets more and more interesting each season. So we are going to be cheering on Jordan as she makes her way through the rounds. And uh, we'll be bringing you even more guest uh, contestants from The Voice as the season goes on. Okay, to further speak of television here, we have our next guest on board, her name is uh, journalist, Who's a journalist, Alice Hines. And Alice is an investigative reporter, journalist. She's a successful documentary film producer, and she's also an Emmy-winning news correspondent. And her latest project is a new docu-series that deep dives into the world of Twin Flames universe. Yeah, i I've heard of Twin Flames Universe. I don't know a whole lot about it. Of course, uh, Alice will give us more details. Uh, This interview is not that long. We didn't have a lot of time with her. But for those of you who are familiar with uh, this, well, is it an organization? Now, uh, allegedly, some people call it an online cult. Allegedly. That's in the views of some people. And it, again, it's called Twin Flames Universe. And what it does is that it helps, it's kind of like an online dating organization or business, I should say. And they help people find their true love. uh, And instead of... uh, you know, your soulmate, I think they call that person their twin flame. So anyway, it, there's been a lot of allegations about this um, twin flames universe a lot. And so that takes us to why there is this docu-series that's going to be launched on October 6th on Prime Video. Make sure you tune in. And our guest, Alice Hines, is the investigative uh, journalist and producer for this docuseries. So I had the opportunity to chat with her yesterday morning to tell us what are we going to see here. And the full title of the docuseries on Prime Video, again on October 6th, is Desperately Seeking Soulmate. Escaping Twin Flames Universe. And so she's going to talk with a lot of people who used to be or were customers or clients, uh, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Twin Flames Universe. They were trying to find their soulmate person, and it didn't quite come out the way they had anticipated. So she talks with, she'll tell you, a lot of different people. So if you've ever tried uh, Twin Flames Universe, or maybe you know of someone, you may want to tune in to watch the doc- docuseries again. It's October 6th on Prime Video. So let's take a listen to journalist, producer Alice Hines, as she talks about her upcoming docuseries, uh, Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe. So let's roll it and let's hear it right now.
3: All right, if you can go ahead and say hello.
0: Well, good morning, Alice Hines.
2: Hey there, Janice. Thanks so much for
0: having me. Same here. I uh, I wish we had more time, but I'm going to jump right in here. I will tell the listeners that you are an investigative journalist, a documentary film producer, and also an Emmy-winning news correspondent. And your latest project is a new docu-series titled Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe. I, you know, Alice, I've heard of this Twin Flames Universe, online dating, something, something. Tell us more about what is Twin Flames Universe and what is this docu-series all about?
2: Yeah, so Twin Flames Universe is a spiritual organization run by a married couple uh, named Jeff and Shalia, and they are in love and they say that they'll help you find love. Um, And they call the perfect person for you, the one true love that a lot of people are trying to find, they call that your Twin Flames.
0: Ah, so it's no longer the uh you know soulmate. <laughs> yeah, soulmate and in the Christian world you're Boaz, so it's now your perfect flame. Okay, I've got to your, keep yes, up. Yes, your
2: twin flame. That's what that's what a lot of people are looking for. It's a it's a kind of growing concept.
0: Okay, now I understand that some people who become involved with uh, twin flames, they've gone through some really extreme lengths to in order to find this so-called twin flame, what kind of extreme lengths have they gone to?
2: Yeah, I mean, people pay a lot of money to just even know who their twin flame is. That, you know, there's coaching that can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, mm-hmm. you know, the leaders say they'll confirm whether so-and-so is your twin flame. Um, But also people, you know, people have stalked their twin flame where, you know, somebody has broken up with them and they're still stuck on that person. But, you know, they're part of the spiritual community who's saying, no, you're destined to be with this person. And they really push boundaries. So, yeah, I've interviewed um, I've interviewed people who uh, who even violated restraining orders that someone filed against them because, you know, they thought this person was their twin flame. How long has this organization,
0: I guess you could call it an organization, how long have they been doing this?
2: Yeah, they started in, I want to say, 2016 or 2017. Um, let's say the 20 teens, and they, you know, they're still, it's still going today. Um, they, uh, they are active, um, and it's, you know, people, people join, and, and this is still a problem. You know, people, people continue to be unlucky in love, and, um, you know, that's why their message is resonating, unfortunately.
0: About how many members are in, in this Twin Flames universe?
2: Yeah, great question. So there are, they have a private Facebook group, which they call the Twins Lines Universe Open Forum. And there are currently 41,000 people in that, uh, in that group. So these are people who aren't necessarily paying to participate, but they're being influenced by their content. So that's quite a lot of people. And then, you know, within the more inner circle, people who are actively participating in, you know, group sessions who are uh, going on Zoom and, and really meeting this um, the other members of the community as well as the leaders um, on a daily and weekly basis, I would estimate that that's in the hundreds, but it's hard to say.
0: And what was the response from the founders, the husband and wife, uh, to you and your crew doing this docu series?
2: Yeah, so when I the docu series is based on an article I wrote for Vanity Fair in 2020, and when I was writing that article, they um, they gave me an interview. They actually. Um, welcomed me to their home in Michigan, and I think they were kind of using it as a way to try to grow their organization, even though, you know, they, they knew that I was an investigative reporter and that, you know, that there were people out there who were critical that I was talking to. Um, but you know, they, so they, they did participate, but then when the article came out, they kind of changed their tune and they haven't talked to media since. So what we did in the documentary is we have, um, we have exclusive video footage that was filmed by them and the, that I filmed while I was reporting the story. And so we, we show these interviews, um, that, that I did while I was reporting the story, uh, with these founders. But yeah, they were, they, they did not, uh, participate in the docu-series itself. We, we tried to get them to, we would have loved to have them. <laughs> And so
0: again this will be premiering on uh, Prime Video October 6th uh next Friday. So uh have there okay I've got a whole minute left here. So have are there any so-called I guess we could say quote unquote success stories from uh Twin Flame's universe or what?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think one. I know people who exited the organization who are doing a lot better. But unfortunately, you know, I I don't I don't really think that there's much success to be had by joining this organization. Yes, people say that you know they. Some people say that they were able to find love through the organization, but I would say based on all of the videos that I've watched and all the reporting I've done, you know, these practices are really harmful. And people, once they exit the organization, they say, "Wow, I was really." I was really deceived, right? I didn't, I, I had, I did, I had wool over my eyes. I didn't understand what was going on. And once they leave, it requires a lot of therapy and a lot of, you know, introspection to kind of get beyond that. But I, but we do um, talk to people in our documentary series who are doing better after exiting the organization and who have even managed to coin love, um, you know, outside of this coercive organization. And I think those stories are really inspiring.
0: That is amazing. I'm still thinking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that people are, okay, I'll need to get over it. Uh, But anyway, it's Desperately Seeking Soulmate Escaping Twin Flames Universe premieres Friday, October 6th on Prime Video. Alice, thank you so much for the chat. What a fascinating topic, and I definitely will be watching this. So thank you again for your work.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Janice. Excited for you to watch it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Thank you.
2: See you soon.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with
2: Janice Malone.
0: I have another interview for you, and this time this is with uh, award-winning director Minhaj Huda, and he is directing the new film Heist, 88, which is currently streaming today, right now. Uh, If you have Paramount Plus with the Showtime plan, you can start viewing it right now. But if you don't, if you just have regular Showtime, you will be able to see it starting Sunday, October one. 9 p.m Eastern and Pacific time it is if this is your genre of movie which is mine for sure you will love High State 8 let me quickly tell you a little bit about it and Min Hodge will tell you the rest it is loosely based on an actual story um, crime story that took place in Chicago in 1988 it was one of the largest, bank robberies done in America. Yeah, it was like close to $80 million that was stolen by this gentleman. Um, Well, he'll tell you all of this. The the director will tell you all of this. But anyway, uh, this is quite a storyline. And so if you love movies like American Heist, Dog Day Afternoon, One of my favorites, again. You will love this movie. And it stars two-time Emmy Award-winning actor Courtney B. Vance. And he has the lead role, of course. And so, he I mean, this Courtney B. Vance, everything he does is great. So, yeah, he does a fantastic job in uh, the lead role here. So, I will be quiet and I will roll it with my interview with award-winning director yeah, he is that good. Hodge Huda. So let's take a listen and make sure if you have Paramount Plus with the Showtime plan, you can start streaming right now. And if you don't, if you just have, like I said, just regular Showtime, you will be able to see it starting Sunday, October 1, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. So let's take a listen to my chat with Hodge. Let's
3: take a listen. Good morning. How are you?
0: I am fantastic, Minhaj. I have been awaiting to talk with you. I saw the movie uh, Monday and I've been I wrote my questions out for you Wednesday, so I'm like 2 days early. I've been wanting to talk to you.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> and so I will tell everybody, you are the director. You are an award-winning director. Uh, your current movie is Heist 88. Uh Released today, Paramount Plus. For people who have Paramount Plus with Showtime, you can see it today. And for the rest of the Showtime people, it will be premiering on Sunday, October 1 from 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time. So now that we've got that out of the way, (sighs) Heist 88. Oh minaj, this is so my my style of movie. I love Dog Day Afternoon, American Heist, now this one. So, okay, this is loosely based on an actual true story. You take it from there. What happened? What is this movie all about? Because I've been studying.
3: Okay, so this is a movie, um, which is, as you say, it's based around true events that happened in 1988 in Chicago um, at the First National Bank of Chicago. And our story centers around um a guy called Jeremy Horn, who's uh very well educated, is very charming, he's very intelligent. And he stumbles upon these young people who work at the Nas- first National Bank of Chicago in, in the wire transfer department. Because at the time, um, you know, this was before computerized wire transfers came in. The the wire transfers were made by phone calls um into the bank and uh these people actually had to deal with it and he came up with um so yeah Jeremy Horn came up with this uh, comes up with this idea of how to manipulate um or to, to, to use the system to transfer money into uh, different accounts to where they're intended to go and like I, his account or their account um and then convinces um, and, and manipulates these young people to um, help him commit this crime and um and so that's kind of what, what the story centers around there's a lot of other elements to it, which make it like really, uh, interesting and engaging, um, which really appealed to me. Uh, one of the characters, which is played by Bentley green, who is, um, uh, Jeremy Horn's, uh, nephew is a house music DJ in, in the warehouse club in, in Chicago. Um, and I, as soon as I saw that in the script, I was just like, Oh my God, you know, I I've got to make this movie because, um, in 1988, I was DJing and playing this music and loving it and buying it. I still have my record from that time, and um, so I knew all about the, 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 this music scene. And and to see it actually show up in a in a crime thriller script um, was just mind blowing to me. And I knew that I had to be involved in making this film. And um yeah, very privileged and uh, grateful that. Uh, Courtney and Dwayne, uh, Jonathan Cochran, who wrote the screenplay, that, that they uh, you know got me on board to be the director on it.
0: Now, Heist 88 stars two-time Emmy Award winner Courtney B. Vance, and he has the lead role of uh, the real guy, Armand Moore. Uh, what, there's nothing more to say if Courtney B. Vance is starring in your movie. It just kind of says it all there. So what was it like working with Courtney?
3: Um, well, it, you know, that was one of the great things about this project is that it came with Courtney attached, you know, he, is the executive producer along with his wife, Angela Bassett, they developed this project. So he was always going to be the lead actor in it. So, so that big piece of the puzzle was, uh, already in place by the time I came on board. And, and it's one of the reasons why I did come on board. Cause I, I was very aware of his, uh, phenomenal track record and would, you know, would love the opportunity to to work with him. So he came as part of the package, and then we had to piece together the other characters. You know, we got Keith David and Keith Sharp, who obviously Courtney knows very well, and um, you know, they they're like uh like a phenomenal um sort of group that, that, that collective that came together. But then we had to go and find the young people, which in itself was also a, a, an incredible journey to to help uh, the project move from, like, the, the page to being flipped out into the, this real-world situation. And, you know, that process ended with the, the the actors that we found and they and who were, in themselves, phenomenal actors. And you can see that in the final product, how well they acted. And, and, and that's the strength of the movie, really, is in the performances of these actors.
0: Now, uh, I understand the actual bank robber person, Armand Moore, the real guy, is still I believe he's still alive. Did you guys consult or talk to him during the shooting or what?
3: I I did not get a chance to speak to him. Um, you know, by the time I came on board the script had already been developed and written and gone through various iterations. So I wasn't really involved in the writing of it. And by the time I came on board, I really had to hit the ground running and there wasn't really time for me to sort of delve into what his story was and even if I had done, I don't think I i would have had the time or the opportunity to uh change anything that was already in the script. And and like, you know, my my take on all that is that, you know, I read a script, it works, and it's really strong. Um and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm very much focused on moving forward with getting the film made and making sure that Um, It delivers for the audience and and that we, you know, the the things that I can control that I do and and to the best of my ability and make the best film possible.
0: Now, uh, was this film shot in Chicago since this was based on a real story about the first bank of Chicago or what?
3: Yeah, Chicago is like um, very much a, a character of the movie. We started on location. We had to really find places that still look the same as 80s, Chicago. Um, Obviously, a lot of things have changed visually in the city. Um, Some of the wider shots, we had to paint out the buildings that no longer exist, didn't exist at the time. Um, And that really helped sort of set us back into that time. But, uh, you know, uh, it's my first time filming in Chicago, and I've been wanting to do that for many years because I just knew what a you know stunning visually stunning city it is, and um yeah you know, i i just uh, I, I had a great time being in Chicago over the summer to um to to do these shots, and thankfully not in the winter,
0: oh absolutely, yes, Chicago is nothing to play with in the winter I've never ever but beautiful city though <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway, so I've got, God, I wish I had at least 10, 15 more minutes with you, but you have such a, a, a just phenomenal career for music video, television, films and such. What's your next project? Are you already working on it or what?
3: Well, you know, we're just coming out of the strike situation where we've all been sort of sitting around waiting, like, to, to see what we're going to do next. Um, and now that we're, you know, it hasn't all fully come on back on board yet, but I'm waiting to see what, what comes next for me, really. I, you know, I've been having meetings, through, uh, ha- or had had meetings prior to the the strike for particular um, TV shows, and as and when they get confirmed, I'll let you know. But right now, you know, we're in this sort of um, treading water uh, phase where we're just waiting for things to come Uh, back on track. And then once they do, then yeah, we'll, we'll we'll know. Um,
0: And my last question, uh, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you once upon a time was a DJ. I understand that you have a serious vinyl album collection of over a thousand vinyl albums. I'm respecting your work even more so because I love old school albums and vinyls. So Thank you for being a vinyl head. Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. Actually, most of them are like twelve inch singles from my DJ days. <laughs> oh, you <still laughs> have them? albums yes. and actual singles that I used to spin, uh, you know, in clubs and what have you back in the day.
0: Ah, uh, so glad you still have them. Well, anyway, again, the movie is eighty uh, Heist eighty eight premiering t- all over the place on Sunday, October one on Showtime, nine PM eight. 8- P. No, it's nine p.m. Eastern Pacific Time, and today Paramount Plus with the Showtime plan, you can see it right now. So, thank you so much for this movie, and uh, just congratulations on this success of this new film. I just loved it. I said, I said, I saw it earlier this week. So, thank you so much.
3: It. Thanks, Janet. Okay. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, thank you. Then, bye bye. Okay, thank you so much, Alice. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a very interesting uh, docu-series. Again, it will be showing on October 6th on Prime Video. And I highly suggest that you check it out, especially if you maybe you got involved with that organization or maybe you know someone. And um, again, the title of the docu-series is Desperately Seeking Soulmate. Escaping Twin Flames Universe. Again, it's on the Prime Video Network slash channel. All right, folks, we are out of time. We have had a lot of interesting guests, have we not? Want to thank all of them. Minhaj Huda, uh, director of the new film 88 Heist. You can catch it for those of you who are customers already, or maybe you would like to be a new customer of Showtime. You can start streaming tomorrow. And also we want to thank our guest uh, from The Voice, Jordan Rayner, from Team Mel, uh, Melba. <laughs> I'm thinking about, I just got a, somebody handed me a note here about Melba Moore. It's a new project she's doing. But anyway, uh, yeah, Team Reba McIntyre is what I was trying to say. Our guest, um, Jordan Rayner, who is on uh, Team McIntyre's team, she is coaching her. So she's, we're going to cheer her on as she makes it on to the next round there. And of course, we want to thank award winning journalist. Uh, Alice Hines, for joining us about her new docu-series, uh, Escaping Twin Flames Universe, is a short title. And of course, we want to always thank you guys and ladies and gals and gentlemen and your pets and everyone for listening to us, as always, here on Film Festival Radio Show. And we will see you next Saturday. I'm going to just chill out and watch A lot of football, as they always do on Saturdays. College football, of course. So we'll see you guys next Saturday. Take care, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at FilmFestivalRadio.com.